to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Mega number 42. And that makes tonight's mega lotto jackpot drawing four, eight, 15, 16, and 23 with the mega number 42. Whoever has those numbers has won or will share in a near record jackpot. That's right, Mary Jo, because this is the 16th week without a winner. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now, we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're we're so lost. We need a battery from that crazy French chick. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie De Simone. You are. Uh, weren't you also another thing? I'm a pissed off giraffe. You're a pissed off giraffe? <laughs> uh, I'm a pissed off giraffe. Aren't we all kind think, of a pissed I off I think giraffe? we're all just a pissed off giraffe. <laughs> I know, but we're back to talk about uh, what some consider one of the best episodes of season one. Of I believe Lost. IMDb gave it a 9.2. Nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, before we do that, Amory, why don't you tell them real quick about our spoiler? Actually, you know what? Ah! We're recording this Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com, like we always do, with our chat room. And like always, oh. we have Michael Lucero there, and Angel T is also joining us tonight. Yay! If you're watching live, please feel free to hop over in the chat room. Just don't spoil us like Amory is going to inform you about right now. Hi, we have a spoiler policy on the show. Yep. Now, normally, if a show is running currently, we like spoilers. We think they're fun. They're happy. They enjoy. May help us enjoy the show. Yep. However, since every single episode has been aired numerous times of Lost, everybody out there owns the DVD, Blu-ray, has a VHS copy. Nope, that's not true. But well, go ahead. Except for us. Uh, <laughs> um, we don't want any spoilers. Yep. If you have some sort of feedback that you must share, you must get this off your chest so that we know. Label it before you send it in yep. so that we know what episode it is about. Yep. And if we, you know, start speculating, we say, like, Hurley's going to tur- turn into a polar bear because mm-hmm. that could happen. Just be he's like, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. And well, polar bears are on the island. Mm hmm. Um, just, uh, you know, don't say, yes, you're right. And that happens in episode 22 at mm-hmm. minute 1015. Yeah. Don't do that. Just be like, you know, I think you're on the right track. Yeah. You know, or you might be on the right track. Basic, basically, you know, don't say Locke is going to build Claire a crib. Say that Locke is going to give Claire a present. Or maybe they, they might maybe be more Locke friendly later on. maybe is spending a lot more time with with Claire. Claire. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, hi. Ooh, is that baby going to be named John Locke Jr.? Probably not Jr. That sounds almost like a uh, John Locke super, Jr. Reminds uh, me of James Bond Jr. The Locke. Name. James Locke Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But uh, okay, so that's uh, all the preamble, all the spoiler policy. Yep. Uh, yeah, just don't spoil us. Come on, yeah, guys. Please don't. Yeah, because uh, that, that kind of ruins the whole premise of the show. But, uh, Amory, uh, we should start talking about this week's episode, uh, spoiling week. it on up. So, spoiling why don't you hit us up with up. the spoilery rhyming episode summary? Hurley's revealed as rich and obsessive. The bad things that happen are, frankly, excessive. He won the lotto with the digits from Leonard. They cause them both pain the second they're entered. Hugo seeks answers while castaways slumber. Can he find the source of the cursed numbers? Numbers, Emery, what'd you think? Um, epic. Yeah, epic, pretty much. amazing, and pretty much all I wanted since about mm. episode two. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to, to be fair, you know, we just got through talking about the big spoiler policy thing. I you actually knew. This, yeah, I knew about the lottery win that happened this episode. I didn't remember pretty much anything else, though, but I remembered enough to know that the numbers were important. Well, so I that's knew the why, numbers were important. Do you guys want a big, do you want me to open the mystery box on, on our album art? That's not our album art right there. Okay, so I remembered this episode. I remember – well, and you kind of get And through. everybody likes to say numbers are really important in Lost. They don't go into it, but yeah. they say numbers are important in Lost. Yeah, so when I, when I designed our album art, I decided to go ahead and embed these numbers into the album art. That's so a really big picture here, of my face. And you can do this by going to we'reselost.com and looking up for the album art. <laughs> but yeah, if you see real subtly there, it's 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42, right down at the bottom. That's spectacular. And another little little easter egg in our album art you might not have oh, ever oh, this seen this is my favorite though. okay you have you have me and emory on the beach 
We're on and the island. Right oh, there, hey, John there's, Locke. There's John Locke right there with an orange peel in his head. Uh, <laughs> so, in his head? In his head. It's in his head. Definitely. It's yeah, but uh, we, we've been we've been sitting on these numbers the whole time. You're I, welcome. I, I didn't know they were there. Yeah, yeah. I showed her last night after we watched the episode. I had no idea. Uh, but uh, yeah, oh. it's good times. Good, good times. times. Good times. Good times. Good times at my home. Okay, so I guess we should go ahead and get started talking about this episode. And the first thing I want to talk about is a little bit of Hugo range uh, hugo's range uh, throughout the course of the episode oh uh, michael lucero uh says he's never noticed that you learn something new every day yeah. about our album art <laughs> and angel t says oh my god you guys thank you you're welcome uh applause to bill from uh, like a year ago or whatever whenever i, I was designed close, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay but hugo range i wanted hurley really impressed me with his character's range in this episode mm-hmm. as he mentions in the episode itself he's always come off to me as happy go lucky hurley mm-hmm. uh this episode gives the character a lot to do and poses some darker questions about him it, it might have been my favorite episode so far honestly i think it might have been mine yeah i i it, it was just phenomenal mm-hmm. uh one of the big questions to me, and I know you have some points on this coming up, Amory. Yeah, uh, but why was uh, he in the loony bin when he met Lenny? Uh, he implies he put his family through a lot uh, during Did you that. Just copy and paste my point. No, no, uh, through, through that newscast. <laughs> I, I think his behavior in this episode holds some clues. Okay. okay now, first of all, in this episode, uh, both in flashback and in the modern day, he's obsessed with numbers. He has these sort of delusions of grandeur that the universe is out to get him. That he's so important to the universe that because of these numbers he's cursed and the universe is out to get him which is a a classic sign of mental illness uh he also has a lot of self-destructive behavior in this episode you know uh walking across the bridge jumping out of uh the way of the trap thing without letting the other guys like cut it down or whatever you know he's just very reckless very impulsive and very obsessed with these numbers uh so i'm wondering if maybe maybe the reason he was in the loony bin maybe he could have had some sort of like paranoia ocd cocktail issue uh, going on which is what landed him there in the first place and uh, i i could also see how that could affect his family negatively and put a tremendous weight on them yeah uh you know and, and it, i also thought that you know maybe that's why people especially his mom the people closest to him are less likely to believe uh, him when he says that the numbers are cursed. They're they're very doubtful. No, no, no. They're Catholic. There's no <laughs> curses. They're Catholic. Well, I'm just saying that maybe may, – I mean even, even a Catholic with all the bad stuff that goes down to him in such a short amount of time after winning the lottery would say maybe eh, – maybe, you know, maybe you were right. And I mean, you, you know, I, Catholics say – that doesn't mean they're not superstitious. I mean they could be like it's a curse from God or something, you know. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I'm just wondering it, or is she not believing him because he's falling back into old behaviors like obsessions with numbers and, you know, uh, the universe is big and mysterious and only I have the answers, all this kind of stuff. You, you know, uh, only this time – He's right, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the last time it was, you know, he was all messed up in the head. He had to go get better. And now he's right. And the, and it's all actually true. And it's all actually happening. Uh, but I, 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 and I, I know you have uh, some points uh, mm-hmm. in a minute here. But uh, mm-hmm. Her- Hurley, uh, I, in this episode in the modern day, needed somebody to believe him, uh, to prove them to himself that he wasn't crazy. I think because, you know, all those accusations from Charlie, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. loony bin, this, that, the other. He, he took a lot of offense to that. So uh, I, yeah, I, think I would he, too. I think his mission in this episode in a lot of ways was to prove to himself that he's not crazy. Yeah, he's not crazy. And so when uh, Rousseau does, it, it's a genuine relief to him. I, I, I did think it was interesting, though, that she didn't trust Saeed at all because he was skeptical of her and her story and, you know, mm-hmm. if she was being honest with him or not. When she meets Hurley, uh, somebody who believes everything and really just wants answers and thinks she has them, she immediately trusts him and gives him what he needs. He flips out at her. He's like, blah, 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 blah. I just need the answers. Yeah, that's yeah. That's when he like. But, that's when she believes him or yeah, puts her the gun down. Yeah, but I mean, I I think it's because she realizes that you know, unlike Saeed, he's not skeptical of her or her story or or anything that's happened to her. He just wants answers. Like he he's he's a believer. He's a true true blue believer. Mm-hmm. And Saeed was more skeptical and distrusting and uh, suspicious of her. Well, that's because when he first met her, he was tied to 
a metal bed and being tortured. Very true, but they by, met by on the same circumstances. By the same token, Hurley knows about all that stuff going on, and he doesn't care. Once he realizes that she know, knows about these numbers, he just wants to get to her, ask her some questions, and get some answers. And then when you know they start commiserating, and she realizes that she lost everything she had mm-hmm. because of these numbers too, it definitely uh, I don't know, it definitely sort of uh, endears him to her and her to him, mm-hmm. which I think think was really good. I you know she says hey, uh, but overall I loved that. Yeah, <laughs> it was great acting from Jorge Garcia, and, and I hope he keeps. Keeps it up. I hope uh, he gets to. Yeah, definitely. That's really the thing. Uh, let's see. Over in the chat room, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, and Angel says that that would explain why he doesn't exactly like being treated like he's nuts uh, from what I've seen of how he acted in this episode. And then Mike Lucero says, it's funny that a potentially crazy woman is who finally convinced Hurley he himself isn't crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angel T says, it's like a kindred, they found a kindred spirit and people just want validation. Absolutely. All good points. Sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. So here's sort of my rebuttal to everything you just spewed. Sweet. Um, I didn't really get the whole OCD paranoia pre-lottery thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just more concerned like I don't have any idea why. I don't know. Maybe some sort of depression because they definitely weren't a well-off family. Maybe he attempted suicide for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. was he legit crazy? Though you don't really get healed from that. Maybe yeah. he was in for some sort of rehab because a lot of times those types of facilities are together, similar. They run the same vein. Mm-hmm. And I thought that could explain a little bit why he didn't really react to Charlie's confession of his drug habit mm-hmm. and be like, you know, I mean, I could, def- I know dudes, I, um, I could definitely see that. But by the same token, you know, he was in there with Lenny, who we see Lenny and Lenny is about as far as sane as you can get. He, I, he had to fly over the cuckoo's nest, if you know he what did. I mean. But um, from the way even he said it, it he wasn't that close with Lenny. He didn't really know him that well. He may have, for all we know, he may have only been around him like one or two times. The mm-hmm. amount of times that Lenny said the numbers in this episode, I could have memorized them. Yeah, because I guess the doctor did say, I didn't know you guys were that close. Exactly. So that, you know, is already obvious. And he couldn't have been there for a very long time if the front desk nurse doesn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, no. to, to be fair, if if staff is going to switch out on a regular basis at a hospital, it's going to be the nurses before the doctors. It is going to be the nurses before the doctors, but I feel like Hurley is a memorable character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can see why he didn't want to say, I used to be here. You know, this used to be my <laughs> my spot. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I, mm. You know, speaking of him being a memorable character, though, okay. don't, isn't it weird that nobody on the island recognizes him from being on the news for winning the huge lotto jackpot? Cause, but as best we I know, mean, nobody was paying attention I to I mean, in the, in the real world, it was like six or eight months ago, there was a huge lotto jackpot that happened. And I still remember the faces of those two people who won very clearly. I uh, don't. They were right here in Florida near where – there were two of them. I, I think there were like two or three winners across the country. But I remember the Florida couple very well. Like I you can see their faces. TV, though. That's true. Uh, I couldn't tell you – I didn't even know there was people in Florida mm. or remember that there was people in Florida until you said that. So there's also that because right now the only time we've seen it on the TV was in Korea when Jin was beating up a dude. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how many people are really watching that. So Very there's true. that. Um, I had one more thing that's not in my notes. It came up while you were talking, while you were talking. What? Yep, yeah, I'm sure it'll come back to me. That's fair. Okay. I hate when that happens. Okay, but speaking of, of Hurley winning and everything, I Y'all. wanted to talk about sort of the tragedy of Hurley's win. Oh uh, God, yes. Now, the saddest thing to me about how bad things get for Hurley, and uh, which will discuss everything that gets bad for Hurley here in a minute, uh, is that out of anybody in the world, really, he, he's one of those people who deserve to win the lottery. Uh, he just wanted to pay back his family back for all the help they'd given him. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like the more he tries to help them, the worse things get for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also interesting that while his personal life is on a constant, you know, downslope going mm-hmm. downhill, the cursed money continues to grow. It's well, a problem he can't the, get rid of. Right. That's because the cursed money isn't cursed for him. It's cursed for the numbers are cursed for everyone around him. Mm-hmm. That's – again, I have more on that whole theory later. Yeah. But it doesn't affect him. Like that's why – and I'm just going to sort of jump on you right, with this. When he's in that accountant's office, the dude's giving him all this fantastic stuff. Like mm-hmm. this news, he's like, oh, you've doubled in like two months or whatever. Congratulations. And then a guy falls out of the sky. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like nothing around him's good, but he's got good stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying is that, you know, in a lot of ways, I mean, I, I don't think you can say that having bad things happen to everyone you love and everyone that's around you is is not a negative upon you. But it seems like right, no, the, but... the, the, the money, the money is cursed and it curses him and his life. But it also kind of is self-sustaining, I think. It, it's constantly growing and the money has good luck but it causes hurley not to have good luck you know what i mean it kind of reminds me of uh the the story of king midas uh where he's offered unlimited wealth at a great personal price for him and those whose lives he touches literally yeah it it, 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 it definitely uh yeah and uh angel t in the chat room points out the only bad thing that happened to him was the false arrest but that ended up being a win. Because he got the settlement. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely reminds me of King Midas where, you know, the the more – the richer he gets, the worse things get for everyone around him. But mm-hmm. he just keeps getting richer. Like he's, he's fl- flailing about touching, you know, monitors and cameras and microphones and turning them all to gold and he – you know, eventually he's going to be sitting there with a bunch of gold turkey legs not being able to eat sort of thing. And Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, Michael, Michael uh, points out in the chat room. Sorry. Um, it happened that way for Sam Toomey as well. His wife and neighbors had tragedy, but he didn't. She was the one who lost his le- her leg mm-hmm. in the accident when he just had scratches. Very true. Very See, and true. that's why I know mm-hmm. you're like, no, bad things happen. You're like pulling the Charlie card on this. But no, I y- totally believe that the- <laughs> it's cursed. Yeah, that's not really what, what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm saying more that y- there while nothing directly bad is happening to him, like he's not losing a leg or jumping out a window or anything. The the things that are most important to him are being harmed, right? And that in itself is its own sort of curse, you it know? Is. Oh, it is. Yeah, they, they, it's th- a loneliness. That's, that's not a positive for him. You no, know? it's not. Despite all this luck he's had with money and continues to have with money, everything around him is just turning to crap. <laughs> you yeah. know, so. That's all I was trying to say, really. Okay. But you wanted to talk a little bit more about all all the ways in which Hurley's Let's life has turned into Let's discuss how crime. Hurley's life, or the many misfortunes of Hugo Reyes. <laughs> okay, Grandpa passes away. This totally could have just happened because he was old and overworked. That's fine. Father Aguilar being struck by lightning. You know, that happens. So there's there's lots of light. We're in Florida. I get lightning warnings all the time. <laughs> Saw one today. Lisa left Diego. He was a bum. It, it was odd that she left him when his brother won the lottery, but he was a bum. <laughs> Mom breaks ankle. Totally Hurley's fault. She told him not to blindfold her. That's that. There's a reason for that. Fire yeah. in the house. I think this was done by whoever set him up for the mistaken drug arrest. He did roll into a fancy neighborhood bumping in a new bright car, though. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that. You know, I will say that it's so funny just because around the time this was airing, Uh I I lived in Los Angeles. And I knew a guy about Hurley's size with about Hurley's hairdo who drove an SUV exactly like that and bumped rap music like all the time. Nice. (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, it's I I don't. I want to say his don't name. Say the name. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it's that guy that I it's knew back, back in my previous life. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, you know, he rolled in the fancy neighborhood bumping in the new car. I you know, could almost see that one. The plane crash. Um, The numbers did it. That's why I never mm-hmm. mind. It's all the cursed numbers' faults. And when I was typing this in, a light bulb went off. Hmm. Literally, I sat here and I just sort of stopped and stared at the paper for a minute. Maybe the island isn't an island. Maybe it's a vessel, a boat of some sort of, um, yeah, a boat. Um, we know. Or a giant helicarrier. Helicarrier. Some sort of a floating thing. Mm -hmm. We know that there's a specifically numbered hatch. There's a radio tower, which how have we not seen the radio tower? Oh, wait, we haven't explored the stinking island, but we won't go back into that. It's by the Black Rock, which we seem to be avoiding. Um, let's see. Then there's the rope wire thing that she had leading to her house, Mm -hmm. which, um, all of these components could sort of go with a boat or some sort of crazy experiment Mm -hmm. that... I, I don't know, like whoever sent out the numbers the first time, yeah. why were they saying the numbers? Mm-hmm. Why was it cursed? Like, I don't understand why they were reading numbers off of the, the hatch yeah. and pushing those out to all of everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Radio hatch. <laughs> the radio hatch. Uh, no, but yeah. It def, def, so def, that's just sort of Anne Marie's crazy theory, which mm-hmm. I never usually have. What did you think about in this week's episode? I feel like like Hurley was addressing a ton of 
criticisms that you had about the show. That nobody goes and does anything? Yeah, that nobody's dealing with yeah. the smoke monster. Thank that, you. That nobody, uh, nobody goes out and explores. So Hurley goes out and causes people to go out to, and have to explore. Then mm-hmm. he's complaining about the smoke monster. And he was like, I wasn't going to say anything. But, you know, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, so I, I just thought it was interesting that he was giving voice to a lot of your Hurley criticisms. is my spirit. Um, He's mine, too. Yeah. He's mine, too. I want his hair. (laughs) Definitely. Okay. Well, we're going to get back into our main discussion in in just a few minutes here. uh, Hold on. Wait a second. We have something breaking from the chat room. Do we know that the hatch had the numbers originally? Could they have been added later? It's a good question. We don't know. But how would the numbers have been put there? I still believe that I'm, I'm on team numbers are cursed. Mm-hmm. I'm on team numbers are cursed for show. Yeah, I, I definitely I, – I mean I think it, they spelled it out pretty plainly that, yes, the numbers are actually cursed. Which or I co- think is weird. That the, okay, so the numbers – But you know what? Are, I, but, okay. I have some points on the numbers here in a minute. Okay. We'll have a, we have a big number section coming up. Some numerology, as it were. But first we wanted to uh, just take a little break, uh, talk to you about, guys about some stuff. Well, now, you know – a great way to kind of spread the love of the We're So Lost podcast, if you love it or if you don't, uh, you should still spread the love of it. Yes, please. Uh, is to, you know, tell your friends. If you have some uh, old, losty friends that, uh, you know, used to love the show, tell them about our show and tell them that yes, we're please. rewatching it with fresh eyes. And uh, if they want to re-experience that, uh, then they, they can, you know, tune into this podcast. Now, I mean, not everybody has in real life friends. No. Nope. Not everybody has social media friends. But you know what you do but have? But how do you not have both? You have anonymous people that you've never met and will never talk to who check out iTunes reviews. Fact. To see if, To see if they can find a podcast that's worth listening to. A great way you can help us is run over to iTunes. Run. And leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or Google Podcast. I'm sure there's itch- issues with Stitcher, but anyway. There are some issues, uh, but uh, we won't get into those now. Uh, but yeah, and it's a great way to help support the podcast. Uh, it helps, you know, blast us out to more and more people. Yep. And we'll also read your review on, on the air. podcast, uh, which we're going to do right now with 10 Cole 17. 10 Cole 17, going back to the island. Five stars. <laughs> Lost has been over for quite a while. And I love having an excuse to visit my favorite show again. Bill and Anne Marie are lost newbies, and it is so much fun hearing them discover the show. This is a great podcast for catching up on this great show if you haven't watched it before, or to relive the magic of all the theorizing. It can be hard for me to stick with the spoiler policy, <laughs> so I tend not to s- submit feedback, but absolutely worth it not to ruin the show for them or anyone else watching for the first time. Thank you, Tenkel 17. Yeah, definitely. And, and we definitely respect that you respect the spoiler policy. For That's sure. nice. Lots of the mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I, w- I would say if you are afraid you're going to run afoul of the spoiler policy? If mm-hmm. you want to send feedback in, just give us a rating on how you think we did, you know, talking about the episode, mm-hmm. you know. You know, say I, I don't know, like I out of, for accuracy, you hit seven out of ten nails I, on the head. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that that'd be a fun way to do that it. Ten cold seventeen, if you wanna... and we really appreciate it. And if you run over to iTunes, leave a review. Yes, please. We will most definitely read it, even oh, if it's one star. But we'd like five stars. Yeah, one star is fine too. That's fine. Okay, uh, we do have a Patreon, though. Amory, you want to tell them a little bit about this before we get back to our show? So we have this thing. It's called Patreon over at patreon.com slash universebox. And it's a bit of a monthly support system for us. Mm -hmm. You guys um, submit money (laughs) every month starting (laughs) at about And we submit content to you. And we submit content. There we go. It's a little give and take. Mm -hmm. Um, Your donations can start at $0.10, but you can give you know $5, $10, whatever you feel we're worth. And it'll help us support all of our content with We're So Lost. Legends of Gotham, Universe Box, Infinite Tina, Crunchy Crafty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, and we also do a monthly patron hangout where we hang out with you guys in a Google Hangout mm-hmm. and chat about a bunch Anything. of stuff. We usually drink. It's we a good definitely drink. It's a good time hat. And I, I'm scrolling through. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm scrolling through the page right now, and you're probably not seeing many We're So Lost episodes. That's because they are patron exclusive. As soon as we're done recording, they go we up post up an mp3 uh on on the patreon for you to download and listen to on your phone if you if you don't go to the patreon then you have you sometimes you have to wait a little bit uh mm-hmm. you have to wait you know a couple Two, weeks a month weeks. it could be longer because we're recording ahead now yeah we're doubling <laughs> up on episodes but uh right now we have 27 patrons currently giving us 124 dollars a month you guys are awesome uh yeah you're 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 the 4 2 15 16 18 you guys are 
all of the numbers that matter to us. You guys are not cursed numbers. And if you want to stop being we a cursed number. Wrong show. If you want to be a non-cursed number, stop being a cursed <laughs> number. Patreon.com slash universe box. And remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Okay. Uh, we're going to get back to the, the show here in just a minute. <laughs> but first off, we're going to uh, play a voicemail from Michael. Uh, who, who, you know, he's our lost expert. He's the guy, he's the guy who can call in and respect the spoiler policy for the most part. And uh, we hope he does again this week. Take it away, Michael. What? You don't know? Okay, that thing in the woods? Maybe it's a monster. Maybe it's a pissed-off podcast host. I don't know. The fact that no one is even leaving voicemails but me and Don O'Rourke yeah, that's weird, but I just go along with it because I belong for the ride. Good old fun time, Michael. Well, guess what? Now, I want some frickin' answers! <laughs> Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. So, uh, yet another key piece of lost mythology is introduced here in this episode. The numbers. Uh, almost any time you see numbers in Lost, whether on a clock or a locker number or someone's address, it's usually one of a combination of those numbers or has one of them in it. Uh, even from the beginning of the show, that's true. There are exceptions, but they're generally only used uh, deliberately for specific thematic purposes. Um, they also use the lost numbers a lot in Once Upon a Time. I'm sure you already know 815 is an important number in that show. Well, it was a lost number first. Uh, as to the numbers themselves, this is one of those uh, bizarre, mysterious aspects of the show that I just love. It's so odd, the idea of the string of numbers of all things that maybe have some sort of meaning and power, but maybe don't, and maybe are entirely coincidental, but we don't really know. And I will say, and maybe this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't think it's really spoilery to talk about what doesn't happen in a show. Um, so, but the numbers are one of the lost mysteries that I think are never really explained or answered. Uh, I know Rebecca will probably argue with this with me, and I will say to her credit, yes, they do add some significance to the numbers in the final season. Uh, some, um, but that's the, it's just that added significance, not an explanation. So re regardless of how this new significance you learn, you still never figure out where the numbers get their power or if that power even exists in the first place. And I really like that. I think the soul of lost as a story after all is not any answer that you might try to find to any particular question, but the mysteries itself. And if you want to enjoy Lost, I think you really have to be able to love mystery for the sake of mystery. Mm -hmm. If not, you may very well come away disappointed. But one thing that will never disappoint you is the character of Hurley. I will <laughs> never get tired of him. He has one of those gems of a personality that come very rarely on television, but are wholly inimitable and iconic. Uh, the best moments with Hurley, I think, are when you match him up with characters and personalities that are uh, drastically different from him. And you see this in future seasons with my uh, <laughs> second favorite character in the show, <laughs> who, of course, you haven't met yet. Uh, but you definitely see it. Very By the way, characters? this is a voicemail uh, that Michael emailed us. And then he was like, wait a second. There's a spoiler. Uh, let me kind of revise that a little bit and send you an edited version. He asked in the chat room, is that too much of a spoiler? Again, yeah. I, I think that, we're okay. Yeah, that's vague enough. Very strongly for the first time here when uh, Hurley has his stressed out monologue with Rousseau. I love it. Uh, so other things. Hurley owns the box company that Locke worked for. Uh, this is yet another in a long a series minute. of interconnections. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I heard box company. Yeah, I didn't even. There's more than one in the it world. Did, it didn't even occur to me that, you know, it was the one that Locke works for. Mind blown, Michael Lucero. ...that these characters shared, even in their pre-island lives, even though they didn't have any idea or awareness of it. Another connection we see in this episode is that the girl who reads Hurley's winning lottery numbers on the TV is actually the same girl that Sawyer brought back to his hotel room in Outlaws, which we what? saw just a few oh. episodes ago. And I also I love the scene where you get song. Charlie and Hurley's campfire confessions. Um, Charlie just considers uh, Hurley's story so implausible that he uh, gets angry and walks away. But <laughs> I think that is nice because it kind of underlies how little these characters still know about each other. Mm -hmm. We've known for several episodes now that uh, Charlie was a heroin addict, addict uh, but Hurley here is just finding out that fact for the first time. 
And I don't think more than two or three people at most know about Kate being a fugitive. So there's tons of uh, dramatic irony uh, in a show like this. All in all, I'd give it 15 out of 16 smears of Locke's homemade glue. As always, thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste. namaste. And rendered animal fat to you. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Uh, you just blew our minds all Completely. over the walls here. Oh. Uh, uh, sorry, that was a bad metaphor, but <laughs> moving on. No, moving on. No, but you did mention mystery and box. And uh, while I, I haven't watched Lost, I have I, I, I'm familiar with J.J. Abrams a little bit, and I a line stuck out to me that reminded me of something oh. he, he's talked about. That <gasps> I remember this I, now. I thought I'd mention. I, uh, Lenny says uh, about the numbers to Hurley. You've opened. The box. Uh, now, this reminds me, and we'll have a link in the show notes at we're so lost.com. It uh, reminds me of a J.J. Abrams TED Talk called The Mystery Box, yep. where he says that stories are mystery boxes that tantalize the viewer, and uh, sometimes the mystery is better than what's inside. Yes. Uh, you know, it isn't important what's in the box. What's important is that you can't see inside it, and you want to know what's in the box. We got one of them. Yeah, we do have one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I thought that this episode really sort of opened the box on Lost. Now we know that there are hugely significant, these hugely significant numbers uh, with supernatural powers possibly uh the the tie to hurley the island the hatch uh rousseau and possibly other elements uh you know it's definitely sort of a a connective tissue uh that that sort of uh tie is starting to tie a lot of things together and of course i guess now the box company and the box everything (laughs) the the chick who who read the uh lottery numbers everything like it's all connected Uh, but as often will happen on the show, from what I've heard, and Michael kind of alluded to this in the, his voicemail too, opening the box just mm. reveals another box, another mystery, a box within a box within a box. Mm. Uh, like uh, a couple of questions that it brought the numbers brought to my mind. Why do they need to be repeated? I, I think they're just repeated because they drive them crazy. Like uh, you think it's like a torture thing? Yeah, maybe. I, I, that's in, that's interesting. Maybe not. Maybe not torture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were repeated on the the original call 16 years ago or whatever, which mm-hmm. now is like 26 years ago, Um, over and over so that it would pull people in. You think it, it's kind it of was like repeated a lore? Because, yeah, it was a lore. To speak in Pokemon Go terms, it's sort of like a lore to lore in all the Pokemon. <laughs> I can see that. I can yes, see that. Yes, it was a lore. And then once it sort of hooks you mm-hmm. you can't forget them because this is you know hurley played these numbers after talking to a dude who said them over and over again there's a reason those stuck and not just because he said them over and over again there was something about hurley and something about hearing those numbers that clicked mm-hmm. there was something that latched on yeah it, it, that's interesting like and then I, it pulled him in you know I, like fishing it, it's it's interesting i i'm also wondering if maybe there was something about that that uh angel says repetition probably just had strength to its power um yeah i I feel like i feel like there has to be some great purpose behind behind the repeating of them and everything oh uh, (laughs) michael lucero in the chat room says plot twist all the flight 815 survivors of pokemon uh okay who uh, let's do a pokemon casting of lost real quick okay okay so what pokemon would sawyer be um sawyer i don't know is there an annoying pokemon maybe maybe, maybe. i don't really know squirtle squirtle no i i can't cast them in po- i don't know them that well mm-hmm. i just go hey i don't have that one and i catch it uh Hur- hurley would be jigglypuff because he's pleasant oh no, see i was thinking slowpoke slowpoke <laughs> that's fair um let's see here and uh who would be G- who would g no, Locke would be Geodude. I don't know who these are. Locke would totally be You a really do understand this a lot more than I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Okay, but why do all the numbers need to be repeated? That's one question. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe Rousseau disrupted something important when she interrupted the signal with her own. Maybe it was keeping some maybe it was being repeated over and over to keep some sort of stasis or something. Or, or some sort of like maybe it was sort of like a canary in a coal mine kind of thing where as long as this number's brought broadcasting out you don't have to hit the button and drop the atomic bomb or whatever that thing well, I is i don't think it was quite that serious we, yeah seen, yeah that's just a bad the, example right but the numbers pulled in Rousseau and her crew but was that intentional or was that just curiosity 
necessity getting the better of them. No, the numbers are cursed. It pulled them in. But but I, I'm just wondering, you know, if well, maybe... Well, she must have been the first one to hear it because she's the mm-hmm. only one still alive. She's the one... She has to be the one and it got stuck in her head and she was determined that they had to go after it. Otherwise, the person who made that decision, mm-hmm. who it got hooked onto, who it lured in... Uh-huh. Um, would be the person who's alive. Yeah, but then she's also the person who disrupted it. And I, I'm wondering, I, I'm just wondering, you know, did her disrupting it, did it set off alarm bells somewhere that set events in motion that maybe... That's where the monster came from. No, I'm saying that maybe caused changes in all the castaways' lives that eventually landed them on the island. Because, you know, there's a lot of connective tissue, which we've been discussing all episode, mm-hmm. between all the characters on this island. Maybe when she disrupted the sing- signal and changed it to something else maybe it set off an alarm bell somewhere that caused the butterfly flapped his wings yeah it was a, sort of a butterfly effect thing like something happened out elsewhere in the world that caused you know uh maybe son's father to fall into a life of crime and hurley to go bonkers and Locke to uh, maybe maybe it caused i don't know Locke's sister to break her neck you know all the all these Stop. events we've yeah. heard about maybe, maybe it had some Something to do with Sawyer and the real Sawyer and the mother and the father killing himself and all that. Like maybe because I mean a lot of these flashbacks, well, maybe not set 16 years ago. A lot of them are based on events that happened, you know, could be about 16 years prior. So I'm wondering if maybe there was this big event in everyone's lives 16 years ago that caused all this stuff to happen. Just a thought. You mean like a certain um, eclipse? Yes. Might do? Like Heroes. If you're familiar with Heroes? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it, uh, maybe it turned uh parkman from a uh policeman <gasps> into a pilot into a pilot that's <laughs> right parkman oh rest in peace parkman okay but you want to talk a little bit uh, uh michael lucero <laughs> says i really want to comment on this theory but i'm zipping my lips we appreciate that thank good you, job sir. michael lucero good job we've trained you well you know amory unzip your lips talk a little bit about Whoop. charlie and hurley oh charlie. who were kind of cool to, to each other last week they you know they've always been had such a close relationship for as close as they're going to let each other get on the island. And, um, you know, Charlie just keeps losing his cool over and over with Hurley. And I don't really understand it. Um, let's see. You would think that since he isn't acting like fun time Hurley, not happy go lucky Hurley, fun time mm-hmm. Hurley, that Charlie would actually be more concerned versus angry because Hurley's not acting like the same Hurley they've known for three to four weeks. He's mm-hmm. acting like a completely different person. And I, you know, that just seems a little unfair. However, Charlie has been through so much, but he pushes everyone away. So it's, it's, they have a weird dynamic now. And mm-hmm. um, I hate that Charlie didn't believe that Hurley was being honest at the end when he said, I'm worth $156 million back home. <laughs> um, you know, he kept cutting him off while he was trying to explain it. He was trying to give the story that Charlie was asking for. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to, Charlie didn't want to hear it. Charlie's like, no, I told you that I had a drug problem and you're just giving me jokes. No, he's not giving you jokes. You're not giving him that chance to explain because you feel your story is more important than him. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, I, I definitely – I, I also feel like in a lot of ways Char- Charlie just thought it was Hurley being Hurley too, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, in the chat room, Michael Matt, Lucero says uh, – Matt Parkman's a Pidgey. Matt Parkman is a Pidgey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good theory. Good, good theory. theory. Uh, no, no, but I definitely – I feel like it was just something so ridiculous that he thought it was just Hurley being jokey Hurley. Right. And it, maybe he didn't want to believe it either because then that would have opened up, well, why are you so upset if you're worth – $156 million. Why are y'all weird? You know, uh, yeah. but I, I, I did like that. I did like that they had more interaction this episode, but I didn't like uh, how Charlie unbeknowingly, uh, you know, treated Hurley mm-hmm. and how, how Hurley kind of reacted to Charlie, too. Although Hurley was still willing to trust him. He just wasn't ready to hear the truth. Yeah, I, I do kind of wonder what will happen, though, when Hurley tell somebody about his money thing and they believe him like i i although i don't know if that'll really change i don't the, think it'll really matter because they're on this island and no one is looking for them which we haven't yeah. even mentioned the fact that hurley brings up that no one is looking for them mm-hmm. that is part of the numbers the numbers pull you in and they don't let anyone look for you yeah in the right spot at least. although you know what because earlier in this season we we did sort of a Gill- gilligan's island uh castaway uh casting Mm -hmm. for lock or for lost uh but you know uh saeed was the professor etc etc i think hurley has to be the millionaire and his wife who's his wife though charlie (laughs) 
and his husband. Her Charlie. No, that's a really bad shipping no. <laughs> name. Okay, uh, let's see here. Over in the chat room, Angel says, not excusing Charlie's behavior, but people have their own ideas of how things are. And possibly to Charlie, Hurley doesn't fit his image of somebody with $156 million. Absolutely. And then Mike Lucero says, now you know why Hurley always told Walt you'll get it when he owed him all that money from playing Yeah, because wasn't it like $86,000 Yeah, $86,000. It's chump change to, to Hurley. He's like, there you go. Okay, uh, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit right here at the end. And I want to talk a little bit about the Locke and Claire scene uh, and the crib metaphor. Okay. Uh, we, we, I, I saw this crib metaphor uh, that, that I thought was really kind of beautiful. Okay. I, I, I thought the building of the crib, that whole section of the, the episode, was a great metaphor for how Locke operates in general and his approach to being on the island. Mm-hmm. You know, he convinces people to do things that seem foolish and outside of their comfort zones, wins them over with anecdotes and understanding and, you know, friendliness and maybe a little bit of expertise. And then in the end reveals that they were working in their own self-interest the whole time. Yeah. And this is a pattern we see repeating with Locke again and again and again and again. And I, I just thought the moment where he picks up the crib mm-hmm. and she's like, it's some sort of weird trap or something. He picks it up and he turns it over and she sees it's a crib. I feel like that's a moment we get we get we've gotten with Locke before mm-hmm. with a couple different characters. The reveals. And we're gonna get that I, I feel feel like that's Locke's so, function in the story is to pick up that crib, turn it, it over. over, and show everyone what it really is. Mm-hmm. And Angel T says Locke is an island dad. Yep. Uh, but I I, I d- did think it was interesting, you know, keep pushing forward uh with his whole agenda with the uh with, with the others and everything. I, I think it's interesting that he's trying to glean, gain Claire's trust to get some of some of the those bits, bits and pieces, and pieces uh, concerning the others. At, at first, throughout this whole section, I was like, "He's he's building a crib. He's is he trying to give her some confidence? Okay, but there's a lot of stuff going on on the island. What Seriously? happened? To, what happened to the hatch? This, that, the other, a, and then a, you know, I was basically like, "Come on, Locke." But then on the second viewing, I kind of saw this whole other angle to it that I, I missed the first time around, just because I was like, "Why is Locke, you know?" not paying attention to all of the bad things going on. He was. It was just in a very lock sort of way, hmm. you know? Okay. What? Um, CI, being the woman that I am, was like, finally somebody is starting to prep for Claire to have this baby. Mm-hmm. This is literally the first thing that anybody has said other than, did she go into labor? Yeah. Basically, nobody has mentioned that we've seen, and I've harped on this before, but this is what I do. Um, nobody's talked about diapers of any mm-hmm. sort. Nobody's talked about clothes for a baby. There weren't babies on the, on the plane. So yeah. they're going to have to be doing some sort of tying and sewing type of situation. Mm-hmm. And the bed is important because, you know, a baby can't sleep on the ground. Well, I think, I think that will hurt. I mean, I think Locke had a lot had a lot of intentions in this scene. I don't think that was necessarily one of them. I think that was a byproduct of his actions for his other intentions. Like, I think his his main agenda. No. What I, I think his main agenda was to get Claire to trust him to start right. opening it up to him. Uh, and also, like I, I, th- I think that was his main agenda, so he can learn more about the others. I think a byproduct of that is he was helping her prepare for the baby, and uh, you know, he inadvertently—I don't think he actually knew it was her birthday. No, he uh, didn't. Yeah, but I think you know, he ended up giving her a great birthday present and making her feel important on the island, which is what he was trying to do, but towards his own end. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it—I don't think it was him being like, "Hey, there's a pregnant lady, we got to help her." I think it was. No, oh, I'm not saying th- that he. She is a key to understanding this imminent threat to the rest of the castaways. Right. But I think it still is – well, I mean, even if it was a byproduct, I think it was very important because Claire hadn't even thought about what she's naming the baby because Mm -hmm. she – up until a month ago, she didn't figure she'd have the baby. She would be giving the baby away. It wouldn't matter. And over this entire month, you know, she's lost most of it. So (laughs) – but she doesn't have a name. She hasn't started to think about, like, the mothering aspect. Like, the very first couple episodes, you see her rub her belly and waiting for it to kick and stuff like that you don't really see that now we just see her like sitting on the beach letting the water hit her toes and like chilling mm-hmm. like I, th- I think this sort of put it into no you kind of have to think about it a little bit yeah. like this is gonna happen no epidurals on the island homie <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, I definitely, I mean, mean that, that that was definitely, I mean, part of it. But I don't, like I said, I, I just don't think that was Locke's main intention going in. I think all of those really positive aspects of it were a byproduct of his true intentions. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, let's see, over here in the chat room, uh, they're talking about Saeed and Shannon, which we really didn't touch on in our discussion. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we touched on it a little last week, and basically, they're cute. Yeah, yeah. Michael Lucero says, I really like them as a couple. And Angel says, me too, from what I've seen so far. And their interactions have helped me grow to like Shannon's character. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, I think you know, if you like Shannon's character at the beginning of the season, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way she's changing, I really like. Like, yeah. she's becoming a better person. She's growing up. Yeah. She's definitely. growing up. Definitely. But a really good episode. Really Excellent fantastic episode. Episode. Excellent episode. And now it's time to rate it with our arbitrary scale, which we always do. Okay, let's see here. Hmm. Anne Marie, out what of number could I'm going to pull out a completely random number out of four million eight hundred and fifteen, one hundred and sixty-two, three hundred and forty-two buckets of chicken. You totally didn't even read that right. Good. Uh, how four million eight hundred and fifteen million one hundred and sixty-two thousand three hundred and fifty-two forty-two buckets of chicken. Yes, that. That's how you properly <laughs> how, read that. How number. many how many buckets of chicken do you give this episode? Four billion eight hundred thousand. I, I don't know. The number is just too large for me to even <laughs> comprehend. Uh, <laughs> Michael Lucero says, oh, man. Let's just go with the episode was amazing. I'm so glad we got this. Mm-hmm. It was worth the wait. When's the next Hurley episode? Fair enough. Fair enough. Volume. And as for me, I'm going to have to give it a four billion, four billion eight hundred and fifteen million one hundred and sixty two thousand three hundred and forty one. <laughs> buckets of chicken because oh, you just left a piece of skin didn't you one to grow on one to grow one on. to grow on and a name tag and, and a and a hand-drawn chicken yeah. on his shirt <laughs> definitely <laughs> let's see how uh, michael lucero in the chat room gives it uh four billion eight hundred and fifteen 162 108 uh and uh we don't have anything from angel yet but i'm sure Coming we will soon, soon. Uh, but, you know, we're going to be back next week to talk more Lost. But we, we want your feedback. Uh, yes, like we please. mentioned before, uh, there's a lot of ways to get us feedback. Just, you know, another reminder, if you're going to talk about a future episode, mm-hmm. one that we're not covering, just make sure to label it so uh, we don't read it until we get there. Yeah. Or if you want to comment on our commentary on this week's episode, or if you just want to say hey, or hey. if you want to give us a rating for how well we, we did. We would love a review or a rating. Definitely. Uh, we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is Facebook.com slash group slash we're so lost. A lot of activity over there. The group the is so much better than the page in case Definitely. you're curious. Uh, the Twitter's at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And uh, first up, we have a couple of recommendations from someone over on the group. Uh, let's see here. Let me get this pulled up here. Uh, yeah, basically – uh, it looks like a, a, a bonus feature from the Lost Season 1 DVD that she said would be okay for us to watch non, non-spoilery. We haven't watched it yet, but uh, it's called Lost Before They Were Lost Part 1, which I guess... Oh, yeah, because it tells them like what they did before Lost. Yeah. So it's like what the actors did, how they got into character. Yeah, it's sort of like bios on the actors and stuff. Yeah. We will watch it, and it will be in the show notes at uh, we'resolost.com for sure. For and, and then the second recommendation... Is Finding week, Lost, the yeah, sorry, sorry I can't show these uh but it's finding lost the unofficial guide it's a paperback that has she suggested that we could go in and when we watch an episode we can go and read just that episode just the episode and it won't be spoilery at Mm. all so uh, it's over on Amazon, and again, the link will be in the show notes at weirdsolost.com. Nice. Okay, Angel T uh, wait, wait in in the chat room. 4,815,162,010 buckets of chicken Fantastic. Uh, for this week's episode. Okay, and I, then- f- I gave it such a low number, but that's because I was overwhelmed by the over 4 billion number. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't judge me on that. That's fair. I really liked it. Okay, and then we had uh, two quick comments from the, from the group, actually. Yay, group! Uh, and first is Ashley, who gave us those wonderful Ashley. recommendations and says, I Admire Bill Meek's honesty that he knows why Hurley is on the TV. He didn't have to say that. He could have just uh, made out he didn't know. So at least we do not know in the future when there is a twist and he doesn't know. We will know he was telling the truth. Uh, Makes me trust him more. Sweet. It worked. Uh, In season two, which I don't think he's seen. You're right on that. 
uh, he will be so lost, just like Anne Marie. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, smiley face, haha. And yeah, t- to be fair, I did watch the first season back when it first came out a billion years ago. I've lost so many brain cells since then. True story. All I remembered really was that Hurley won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. yeah, season two, season two on, and really even here on, because I don't really remember much of what happened at the end of the season. That's crazy. Uh, you know, it's pretty much lost, lost as lost can be. Okay, and another comment over on the Facebook group from Rain. Great podcast episode. It's nice to see you riding the roller coaster relationship <laughs> that Sun and Jin have. Trivia, did you know that? I'm not even going to try and pronounce her. The actress who plays Sun originally auditioned for the role of Kate, but the producers liked her so much that they created Sun's character, theoretically Jin's too, just for her. Nice. I'm excited for your discussion about numbers. It's one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. That's impressive because they have a very detailed um, backstory. Mm-hmm. very crazy backstory that they just after they'd already started casting created these characters yeah. and i i hope you enjoyed our our discussion yes, Rain. I, I especially so. considering it was one of your favorite episodes and i think it was really one of ours honestly i th- I don't think it was one of mine i think it was probably my favorite episode we're only so 18 far. episodes in of like six seasons very though, true so very true do you really want to make that commitment you know what homework for this week oh no and i will get these staggered because some people listen to the podcast some people watch the youtube <gasps> oh, and they wrote hurley for Jorge Garcia too. Nice. See, such good people. But we'll get these a little staggered. Why don't you just tell us your favorite episode in a one sentence, non-spoilery? <gasps> oh, I want that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, non-spoilery yes. description of why it's your favorite episode. It doesn't have to be a season one episode. It can be any, any episode season. of Lost. Just don't spoil anything, but let us know why you like it, uh, so we can look forward to it. That would be so fun. Yeah, you can email those to we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. You can post them over on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. The Twitter is at we're so lost and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, and uh, again, you can find all that contact info at we're so lost.com. Uh, now we want to thank our chat room. Thank you, chat room. We love you guys, chat room. Angel and Michael tonight uh, for, for hanging out there, giving us some commentary, giving us some feedback, keeping us honest, yep. all that stuff. Uh, 8.30 p.m. EST live.universebox.com is when we record this crazy show show emory where can you find people online no nope, people can find me no where can you where can you find people online i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are there left. any people online <laughs> is anyone online um you can find me on twitter at amd simone and check out my blog crunchycrafty.com as for me you can follow me on twitter at bill meeks you can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com <laughs> and uh you know what I read a book series about a superhero named Dogboy, dogboyadventures.com. It's on Amazon. Now, you know, Anne-Marie, I, in my defense, I may not know where people are online. And really, you don't either. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a very simple explanation for it. It's because we're, we're so, so lost. lost. Is there a tweet of this I can retweet? Yeah. Of course, that's what.